Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of real estate investing advice. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's Super Bowl Sunday, we've got a special Super Bowl edition of the Real Estate Espresso Podcast. I'm going to rebroadcast an earlier interview that I had with Mr. George Ross. Many of you know George was Donald Trump's attorney and right-hand man for most of the last 40 years, and he has some extraordinary stories to tell from all of his years at the Trump Organization. In this particular episode, we're talking about the Commodore Hotel. This was the very first project that Donald did with George when Donald was only 27 years of age, the very first deal that he did in Manhattan. It's an awesome story, so enjoy, and uh, we'll talk to you at the end of the interview. Okay, so George, let's talk a little bit about resources versus resourcefulness. Okay. People say, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough knowledge. When Donald started out, he was extremely resourceful. He didn't use any of his own resources, for example, on the Commodore Hotel. Why don't you take us through that story? Well, Commodore Hotel, is, oh, that's a good, it's a good story. And it's very interesting because that was the first time I met Donald Trump. He was 27 years old. I represented his father. His father built residential in the outer boroughs of Manhattan, the outer boroughs of Brooklyn and what have you. Six-story buildings or one-family houses or what have you. Never went into Manhattan. Uh, very, he was a successful builder, but Donald always had better, better ideas. So Donald wanted to come into Manhattan and do a deal in Manhattan. So his, the friend, his father said, George, would you speak to my son? He wants to to do something in Manhattan. Shoot, Fred, I'll speak to him. So Donald walked in my office. He's 27 years old. And he comes, George, I got this great idea. He says, they have the Commodore Hotel, which is on 42nd Street and Park Avenue, which is in disrepair, total disrepair, in this major corner. It's owned by the railroad. The railroad is in bankruptcy. But I want to make a deal to buy the Commodore Hotel from the railroad. And I'm going to get the railroad to the money I pay the railroad for the Commodore Hotel, I want them to give it to the city of New York because the railroad owes the city of New York $16 million in taxes, and the city needs the money. But if I give them the money that they get, I want them to give me a lease where all we do is, where I like to pay a share of the profits, I don't have to pay any taxes, and I want to get the state of New York to give me eminent domain so I can throw the derelicts out of the building, and I can turn it into a first-class hotel. So he says, I'm going to mortgage get a bank, get me a mortgage, and uh, I'll get somebody to run the hotel. What do you think of the idea? So I went with a perspective. At the time he did it, the city is one step away from total bankruptcy on their bonds. One step away. There are foreclosures all over the city. The airline terminal is in foreclosure. The Chrysler building is in foreclosure. The occupancy rates of hotel is 23%. 23%. And he's got this idea of this he's going to do. So he says, what do you think? I don't remember what I said. There was something like, Donald, whatever you're speaking, speaking, whatever you're smoking or drinking, better give it up. You don't have any, do you have any idea how this is, how long this is going to be and how difficult? He says, yes, I know it'll be long and it's difficult, but I think I can do it. Would you be my lawyer? So I said to him, well, would you pay my fee, which is going to be high? He said, yes. So he started to tell me why he thought it would work. And I want you to know 
that if he told me, starting to tell me that black was white, when we got through, it wasn't white, but it was a very light shade of gray. He was that forceful and that persuasive. So he got, uh, he figured he's going to get started. He got himself a, a somebody who would front it for him, uh, who was in real estate, and somebody had a good reputation to make up for the fact that Donald was only 27. And he started, so he went to the railroad, the head of the railroad, and said, would you sell me the Commodore site at a fair price? Sure. And he goes to the city of New York and says, if I get you the $16 million that the railroad owes you, and I get you a piece of land that the Commodore is on, would you give me back a lease where I don't pay anything up to give your share of profits? So he says, sure. Went to the uh, uh, governor and said, would you give me a right of eminent domain? He said, we don't have any money to pay for eminent domain, so I'll pay for it. All I want you to do is give me the right so I can get rid of the dollars. And went there. Now, he then goes to a, uh, a lender and said, tells him what he's, everything that he's doing. He says, I want to get a mortgage like $60 million. Lender said, Trump, what do you know about running a hotel? He says, nothing. Well, you get a hotel operator that knows something. We'll talk again. They figure that's the end of it. All right. They don't know Donald. Not the end of it. So now, goes on at this point and say, all right, I'm ready to. He gets to Hyatt, good hotel operator, and speaks to him and says, I've got the following. I've got to deal with, this, with the railroad to buy the property at a very attractive price. And I have the, 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 I'm going to get the railroad to give the money that I'm going to pay for the purchase price to the city of New York. So I'll give the city, the city's going to give me a lease, and I'll only pay operating expenses. Right? And then I'm going to get the state of New York to give me eminent domain so I can get possession of the site. And uh, I'm going to make the deal. But the Hyatt, would you be interested? Of course, I'll run the deal for you. This one, what's he got? Nothing! He's got the biggest load of Swiss cheese you ever saw in your life. He hasn't got anything. Anything of substance. But, if somebody went to the railroad and said, did Trump speak to you about buying the land? Sure. Goes to the city, did Trump see you about it? Yeah. So, it has a certain connotation of substance. But nothing really. But, that didn't stop me. We're talking over a two-year period. At this now, Donald goes to the railroad, and he's supposed to speak to Victor Palmieri, who's the head of the railroad, which is a bankruptcy. He says, I told you I wanted to buy the Commodore site. I'd like to buy it. So Palmieri says, okay, I would sell it to you $36 million. Donald says, that's a little higher than I want to spend. He says, how much do you want? He says, $12 million. $12 million? I want $36 million. Donald said, wait a minute, you own all of the land on Park Avenue because you've got the right of way going up on both sides. If we make the city of New York better by doing this, all that land becomes much more valuable. Besides, wouldn't it be nice for the, for the railroad to say they're helping the city of New York by building this area? He's, he convinced Palmieri to do it. Sell it to him for $12 million. And Donald says, okay, but I'm not giving you the $12 million. I want to give the twelve million to the city because you owe sixteen million in taxes. Palmer says, I don't have to pay it, I'm in bankruptcy. Trump says, Yeah, but look, we're building up we're making we're improving the city. We're now going into Park Avenue and building up all your property. You can be a benefactor. 
He convinced Paul Mary to do it. Next step is we're selling the city on it. We're going to take a lease with only uh, paying them a share of the profits. So I went and said, All right, this is going to be something. I've got to get some, I've got to have some backup. So on the backup, I had a major accounting firm, one of the big eight at that time, and I said, The occupancy rate of hotels is 26%, 23%, whatever it is. I figured 20, it was 26 at the time. So I said, I want you to run the numbers at 26%. And tell me how much money the city will get from running this building. Comes back to me, he says, if that rent, if that occupancy rate, the city will have to pay you to keep the lease. They'll never see a nickel. Well, I said, what number, what percentage of occupancy do they start to see money? So he says, at 60%, they would see real money. I said, I want you to give me two sets of numbers. One, what the occupancy rate is at 75%, and the other, what the occupancy rate is at 60%. Because the numbers, they're all beautiful. You figure out how much they're going to make for room rents and how much they're going to make it for labor and all that. And now I go before the city and I have to convince them. So I say, look at how much money you're going to make. And I show them the 75% number. It's great. They're going to make a fortune. So don't pay the tax. I don't want to pay tax. You're sharing operating profits. And somebody from the back of the room answers, 70%, 75%, isn't that high? And I said, you know, you could be right. Let's look at it at 60%. So I pull out 60%. And as God is my witness, looks at it and says, now you're being reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm being reasonable and the occupancy rate is 20 cents and I'm being reasonable? And and based on that, the city did it, and uh, we, we made the lease. It took two years to make the lease. I killed all three corporation council in the interim, made a big, big profit, and uh, for legal fees. And what happened is what happens in real estate. What do you think happened? The market changed. What was a bad deal in two years turned out to be a great deal two years later because the city started to get better. It started to improve. And the, the, all the real estate people that were there, the smart ones said, how come I can't make a deal with the city of New York that where all I pay is operating expenses? Couldn't do it because the times changed. And the last step, well, Hyatt said they wanted it. They bought half. They, wanted, they liked the deal so much they wanted to pay half instead of being managing it. And the last step was really getting a bank to place a mortgage. And I don't know how it happened, but... I think somewhere between the mayor of the city of New York and the governor of the city of New York, they convinced the bank that it might be in their interest if they ever wanted to do business in the city again to make a loan like that. I wasn't there. But nevertheless, the loan was made. And ultimately, the, 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 the building got built. The, you know, the high was a big success. And it became Donald's trademark. He's this young 27-year-old upstart who will do something nobody else will do. And he'll handle a building that nobody else wanted to touch. And he can make it work by giving it the, quote, Trump touch. That made his reputation in one shot. And that's what he was basically doing at Robble. Something different nobody else will If they don't want to do it, I will do it. And basically, I will be successful in that. And that's what he did. To finish the story with the high end of that... There came a time Hyatt wanted to run it as a resort, which they didn't have the right to do, 
It had to be a commercial hotel. Donald, they wanted $35 million from Donald to change it into a resort. He says, forget it, I'm not coming up with $35 million. And ultimately, the, in, in, in an arbitration, he won. And they said, well, Trump, I'll buy you out. So Donald said, okay, they finally agreed, I'll give you $85 million to get lost. Which he did. So that was the end of that Hyatt deal. But that was the first one. From then on, it was just different. Wow, what an amazing story. I realize today was a little bit of a longer episode, but I just so cherish the time that I get to spend with George. I'm so fortunate to have a monthly mastermind with George. Every month we sit down, we go through questions about what's going on in my business, some of my clients' business. We sit down and go through and get his advice the same way that he used to give Donald advice when he was part of the Trump Organization. On this Super Bowl Sunday, we get to see the most amazing plays. We get to see the Hail Mary pass that makes it into the end zone. And my goodness, the Commodore Hotel was one heck of a Hail Mary pass that at the end of it, only a few few years into it, resulted in Donald netting $85 million in cold, hard cash. So think about your own business. Think about what audacious goals you have for 2018. And in the meantime, have a spectacular day. Have fun watching the game. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.